It's a thing. We're on a break still. It's number three. Oh, we're making a rhythm. I don't know what. Anyways, so here's the last one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push against this rhythm. Okay, we're gonna give you. This is really throwing me off here, Stephen. But I like it. Don't stop. Um, another bonus episode crossover. This time it's me, Gina, your host. That you know and love. Uh, but I'm on spoiler. With the movie, there will be blood. Um, there will be. (laughs) So... That's coming at you. We're falling apart here. Oh, we are. We are. But in it's a fun way. We want to come back. In a fun way. We're going to be yeah. back so soon. This is the last bonus episode, and then we're back with like, you. In Gina, your ears. I'll get back to beatboxing, but I have to know Please what do. you want to get oh, rid of right, this right, week right, before right. we run away. Yes, I want to get rid of expensive haircuts for women when it's just like you just oh, want yeah, to get absolutely. your hair trimmed or cut. It's like seventy dollars at least. And why? 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 Right. Why? Get rid of it. Just let there be like levels that are actually like it's twenty bucks to just go and it's done. Right. Even if it's like the same, the exact same haircut, yes. just merely on a man versus a woman will have yeah. like a twenty dollar margin. Yes. It's, it's crazy. absolutely absurd. It's crazy. Yeah. So let's get rid of it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I want to get rid of. I'm going out there. Go. I want to get rid of Swan's Way. That's right. I'm trying to read Swan's Way by Marcel Proust right now. And I got to say, it does not make... It is pretentious. It is pretentious. And I don't understand the words. I have to because I have to say that I finished it. Oh, you're so pretentious. I know, aren't I? Just excuse me. Let me put my pinky up while I finish it. Guys, I recently finished Swan's Way and guess what? We're going to keep it. (laughs) All right. Everybody now. Here you go. Everybody, clap your hands while you listen to Spoiler. See you next time. Also, I noticed our voices sound very similar, so any joke that you make, (laughs) I can attribute to me, and any joke that I make, I can attribute to you, so you can take credit. I'll I'll make my voice sound very different, so you can distinguish. Except my jokes are good, and yours aren't good, so Mm. that would be the difference. Nobody knows that. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, then you might be Slytherin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Three, Let's two, start. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Spoiler. To Spoiler. I'm just going to echo you in this entire I'm Mary Clohan. Clohan. <laughs> and I'm Julie Drexler Johnson. <laughs> Whoa. And we're joined here today <laughs> by Gina. I did not get your last name before oh. we started. Uh-oh. Gina, like Cher. Gina, like Cher. Just Gina. We're here with yeah. just Gina. Just Gina. Ooh, that could be your thing. <laughs> Just Gina. Just That's like Gina. my little 90s TV show. Yes. That's your influencer yes. profile. Just Gina. Hey, Just Gina here. I got another makeup tutorial <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> this all started because I was on a show and they didn't know my name. <laughs> just Gina. What a great origin story. Um, but Just Gina is joined here, joined here, joining us, joined, joined, joining us today uh, to describe the movie There Will Be Blood, mm. yes. which... As of this moment, she has only seen the last 90 seconds of. Yes. And what a thrilling last night oh it was. What a ride. What a ride. What percentage of how long this movie is 90 seconds? Like 0.0009? <laughs> 0. 0. 0. 0. 
nine. Yeah, this is a five-hour-long movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gina's never seen it. I have not. And mm-hmm. based off that last ninety seconds, she's going to give us a a tour de force <laughs> performance. Yes. Of what she thinks this movie could be about. Mm-hmm. I'm just in constraints to impersonate Daniel Day-Lewis, it's going to be really hard not to. We have to what? not. He's in the movie? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I already spoiled that before we started recording. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, so how did you not ever see this? This I feel like this movie broke the world. I I don't... I honestly, in my head... I don't think I've also... I also don't think I've seen No Country for Old Men, but in my head, they're the same movie, mm-hmm. and I... Mm. Me too. Just, they came out the same... Yeah. Like, month. And is he also in that one? No. No, no but okay. it's a it's a similar vibe. Um, and I think they... Cohen Brothers, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and right. This is Paul Thomas... Oh, um, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I thought that it was bitch. some, like, dude, auteur. Anyways, um... But yeah, no, I just didn't, I don't know how I never saw it, honestly. I, when, I don't, well, I guess you can, probably can't tell me when it came out, but... Um, when do you think it came out? No, we can tell you. Okay, definitely like, like, uh, like, two, like, 2008? Seven. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, Good nice. guess. Somebody's got their timeline straight. And it was <laughs> September. No Country for Old Men was May. And mm-hmm. I remember that summer because it's also the summer I graduated high school yeah 2007 and I was like same. watching films <laughs> films so much for the first time movies yeah. 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 yeah once you go to college they're films they're yeah. films yeah especially No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood My that's goodness. a film those, mm-hmm. those are like films. films yeah no but I didn't see either of them apparently and I've got no I don't know wow are you yeah. a are you a, a follower of DDL usually uh, what is DDL that? He's, that's how it is in all my notes, too, DDL. It's just easier. Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day Lewis. That's um, how it was yeah. referred to in all of the reviews that I read. Oh, I really like, felt... DDL's DDL. doing some of his best work out there. Like, <laughs> is he a football player? Like, <laughs> right, right. what? That's a good uh, an acronym. Acronym. <laughs> an acronym. I have never heard him called that. I don't... Yeah, I was just like, I have to type this a lot of times, so it's easier to do that. DDL. Yeah. DDL. Like DDR, but... A person. Um, I honestly don't know that I really like him. I don't know. <laughs> we feel the same. I, we feel the same. Just like, yeah, like everyone's like, oh, like look at him. And even just some of it from this last clip, I'm like, you're so into the fact that you're a great actor, mm-hmm. you know, which makes me not as into him. I yeah. Know, you know? That's like how I felt with Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. I was like, mm. he is so into how good of an actor mm-hmm. he is right mm-hmm. now. Like, mm-hmm. it's just every shot is like, I want the Oscar. Right, I want right. the Oscar. Give, give me the give Oscar. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I can't enjoy yeah. any of his performances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a thought about this. I think it's like when someone's doing a cool thing, but they're too aware of it, and mm-hmm. you picture them watching it with you, and they like watch you watch it, and they're <laughs> right. like, "Did you see that little yeah. moment with my uh-huh. eyes there?" Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, that's how I feel with this podcast. We're like looking at you, like this is cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> but also, I feel like people like him. This is a thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. Is he's someone who cries during sex? Daniel Day Lewis. Wait, you just assume you think that, yeah. or that came yeah. out as like a news story. Oh. I made it up. Cool. Yeah, but it has to be mm. true. Yeah. yeah, like weeps. Like during or right after? <laughs> Maybe right after. I think that'd be different. That'd be different. Like a weep, like a yeah, like a yeah. scream yeah, like cry. A <laughs> But is he in character every time? You know how right. he's like... He's like a method. Yeah, he's yeah. in character. Which I also don't it's so like bull. that. It's so distracting. It's I so think. like selfish seeming. You know, it's like... Yeah. I, it, I imagine that just him walking around all the sets, just like so in, intensely being like, 
everyone else has to accommodate this mm-hmm. thing that I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's a lot. You know? One mm-hmm. of my friends uh, or a girl that I knew in college worked as a child wrangler mm-hmm. on the set of Lincoln. Whoa. And one day they sent her to his trailer to get him, no. bring him to set, and they said, Do not call child. him Mr. Lewis, call him Mr. Lincoln. That's so weird. So she goes to get him, and apparently she like looked past him, his entire trailer is just covered in pictures of Abraham Lincoln. That's- crazy obsessive but also how does he like then walk out of his trailer into like the modern world like here's a like how do you what do is both this those box things? you're carrying it's <laughs> exactly. a phone mr lincoln <laughs> right, right like how far does he take it Ugh, yeah, does he know? use technology probably not yeah 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 it's distracting yeah so, so no fans of ddl yeah. here yeah great no. there's yeah. also a moment where he gets he experiences pain in this movie mm. big spoiler and he like <laughs> gasps in pain and it's like mm. the most <clears throat> Do you know what I'm talking about? Over the oh. top. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like holy. Even if you're in pain, like yeah. we see that you're going for the fences with this moment, and right. it's so over the top. Yeah, and especially in films, like just you can tone it back. Yeah, we don't yeah. need all of that. We can get yeah. micro expressions. Yeah. Right. we don't need all of that. <laughs> I also stage, have to yeah. say, just 180. I also really love watching him, just because of how <laughs> fucking weird it is. Now let's defend him. Let's defend the other side of him. <laughs> Like, Michael came in on me watching it last night. I was re-watching, and he sat down, and then he just kind of sat down more, and then just kept staring and mm-hmm. staring. And I was like, that's kind of the effect. Because mm-hmm. he's yeah. seen it, too. But, like, there's something about coming in on it, you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You start to buy into the idea that he's a great actor. Yeah, it starts being mesmerizing. <laughs> right, but then afterwards, you're like, what What was I thinking? Was it good or what bad? I can't tell. cast on me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His voice. Okay. Well, so this movie came out in 2007. Paul Paul Thomas Anderson did all the things. He wrote it. He directed it. So I'm sure he was super, super fastidious about all the deets. Um, He produced it as well. So no one else was involved. (laughs) He did the whole thing. Um, And and you don't know anything about, like, plot or, like... I don't. In my head... Location, genre. I thought that it definitely, like definitely like dark drama is just my like sense especially even just from the like font of the mm-hmm. title mm-hmm. um i had thought that it was like set in the 1800s or something and then i saw this clip and i was like i guess not so yeah no so apparently i know nothing what made you it. think no from the last clip <laughs> um well from the se- the clothes and the like electric lights and mm-hmm. the like bowling alley in the house yeah I thought, you know so i was like that doesn't seem like a yeah, like yeah. a 1900s thing. Okay. Yeah. Could be wrong, though. When was the light bulb invented? Ooh. Don't quiz us on this <laughs> shit. <laughs> when was Yo. the light bulb? Reveal <laughs> to be idiot. Well, also, so, yeah. the house is nice. I mean, it's obviously yeah. big. Um, yeah, and there's just, like, stuff about the sort of set dressing of it that just feels more contemporary slightly. Okay. Yeah. Eighteen seventy nine was the first light bulb, but that wouldn't mean anyone would have one. Right. Yeah, <laughs> especially as many. And there were like fluorescent lights, and yeah, I think in the um, bowling alley. So, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Don't know when those were invented, but probably not eighteen hundred. Right. Good call. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is that all your trivia? No. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we all know, we all know the crazy DDL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we want to know more yes. <laughs> about him? Uh, still um, captivated by him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, like, this movie did really well. Uh, it is a drama. I think we can tell you that. 
I mean, is that what you would call it, Mary? Sure. <laughs> drama. It Musical t- drama, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Um, actually, the soundtrack is very cool. Uh, it was made for um, with $25 million, and it made $76 million in the box office. Whew. A late summer flick. Well, actually, it came out late September, so later than that. It's 158 minutes long. Wow. And it's in English. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun fact. That was my, fa- that was my favorite <laughs> part. <yeah. laughs> um, fun. English. I was going to ask you some quiz on like if you knew what this was like written from, like what it was oh. based on. But since oh. you don't know anything from the plot, I don't want to tell you that. Based like, on the title. Based, yeah. What you mean, like, what sort, like, was it from a book or something? Yeah, like a text or a book or, like, mm. where they got the story from. Well, part of my, um, what I think the title comes from, from my pitch, is that it is, like, a biblical phrase. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if maybe there's some, like, Bible story that this was adapted from mm-hmm. in some crazy way. Mm-hmm. But mm. that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So DDL, our man, uh, I mean, you know, at least there's some old timiness. Maybe we don't know mm-hmm. the exact time period, but we know mm-hmm. it's a while ago. He listened to oral histories and like recordings that he could get for the the voice he uses in this movie, mm-hmm. which is funny to know. Which you haven't heard. A no, lot I've of. just heard him say no. two words. Yeah, but just and I want you to picture. If you will, mm-hmm. that and what that would be of an obsessive actor like DDL studying old, like timey, like a recording, oral of history recordings, and then using those as inspiration <laughs> for his entire character. I do not want to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> but that, because, okay, the only like old timey, I've got like, the, like, Jay, I don't hang out That's exactly there. what I'm, yes. Yeah, but yes. That, that's crazy. You nailed it. Is that how that's that's See? A lot of see. Uh yeah, he took three years to develop his role. What? I don't even know how that's possible. Wait, so he and it was a him and Paul Thomas Anderson brainchild? I guess my feeling is that maybe it was I don't know much about this history, but my feeling is that he um was like it was either written for him or like only for him in mind, mm-hmm. and so I think maybe they worked with him to be like, This is what we want to do, mm-hmm. and then he was like, I need three years <laughs> to master this voice, give me three yes. years to go away into the desert. And like, <laughs> crazy, I have to walk barefoot with the locust. Huh. Crazy to indulge him, yeah. Um, and then the other thing I want to say, just because I, aside from everything else, this movie's really beautiful and. Um, every single shot in the whole movie follows the rule of thirds. Oh, Do we know this? It's like a you the screen if you divided it into nine like a grid. Um, it's like if it's oh, I have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Something about the placement of the focal point, and apparently it's like a um, amateur photography thing. Like people who are real photographers are like, that's not real yeah. or whatever. But it's something about like the there's three columns and three rows when you divide it in nine mm-hmm. and the focal point has to be in like the bottom of a, if it's in the, look at this photo, it's <laughs> impossible to describe on a podcast. <laughs> it's like, they have to be, if the, if it's in the bottom square, it has to also be in the bottom row. Like the, the two have to meet. Mm-hmm. The focal point. The focal. Okay. Okay. So everything's concentrated in the bottom 
Like it, Sorry. I think it's a vertical horizontal rule. Mm. So mm. like you, you have to pick a, a square for it to be focused in or something. I don't know. Okay. It's some sort of basic photography thing about mm. balance and structure. Um, and every shot. And apparently every single shot in the entire movie follows this. I don't know well, if that's true. What if? crazy process then to get that let me just read this because I feel like an idiot (laughs) an image should be imagined as divided into nine equal parts two equally spaced horizontal lines and two equally spaced vertical lines so not columns but lines the important compositional elements should be placed along those lines or the intersections so it's not columns it's the lines that create the columns you want Mm. the focal point to be on one of those intersections okay so everything is very even Okay. Anyway, okay. so that's interesting because yeah. that makes you know that it's. I mean, I think right visually, yeah, it's a it's a piece. <laughs> it's an art piece. It's a piece. Okay, this is getting really boring. I'm gonna stop. Anyway, no, yeah. Uh, anything else? It's Jason Bateman's favorite movie. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite fact of all time. Oh my god, Jason Bateman endorses this movie. Yeah, great. So you yeah. know it's good. Okay, is it my turn? Yeah, I think so. Let me add the spice or the <laughs> tomato sauce uh-huh. to this. Oh, yeah. It's a little the reviews. tasting. <laughs> really low hanging fruit. I'm but sorry. these ones are mostly ripe and juicy because everybody <laughs> fucking loves this movie. It was yeah. really hard to find a bad review. I think it kind of started an era for sure. Mm. What? Like the end of big blockbusters being like what HBO is now. That's mm. what it feels like. Yeah. A time where we would go to the f- movies for like what HBO offers us now. Yeah. Yes. Mm. That's mm. fucking brilliant. Go on. Is. <laughs> um, so, Bob, I'm going to read you some reviews now. Okay. Some choice reviews. You're going to listen. You're going to listen <laughs> with your ear There will be listening. I mean, right. There will be lists. Okay. So many jokes like that. Okay. Uh, there's so many ways to take this title and do things with it. Um... <laughs> So Bob Mondello, mm-hmm. there will be Bob, um, gave it a big, ripe, juicy tomato and said, this sometimes magnificent, decidedly strange film is a portrait of a terrible, rapacious man. Rapacious. Whoa. Does Rap- that mean? Does mean like Rapacious. I wanted to read that up. review because I wanted mm, to say rapacious. Yeah. So you know how I love how to loud. Google. On and then I wanted to educate <laughs> us on what the meaning of rapacious was. Mm. Rapacious. Aggressively <laughs> greedy or grasping. Rapacious. Mm. <laughs> that's a great, that sounds like my voice. So you could, <laughs> you could rapacious rape. You could, you could report a rapacious rape. No, it's an adjective. Wow, what a vocal warm-up. Yeah. Report, Report rapacious, rapacious rape. rape. <laughs> Aggressively... Gr- what it, that, too, is like... Aggressively a, greedy, greedy or grasping. Aggressively <laughs> greedy or grasping. That's how I'm going to warm my high school or something. <laughs> <laughs> Rapaciously report a rape for aggressively greedy guy. Grasping. <laughs> um, uh, Report rapacious yes. rape. He seemed like a bad guy from what I saw, so that's good to know. Uh, David Keyes... From cinephile.org. Oh, yeah. Yikes. What a publication that Ugh. is. <laughs> Said, it is the work of masters perfecting their craft, <laughs> setting off together towards a horizon of shining prowess to discover, quite literally, the pinnacle of their cinematic potential. 
Well, a lot. Mary obviously oh. agrees with that, yeah. with her tone. You mm, could tell I she really tell. agreed. Yeah, no, I think he's totally pretentious. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Yeah, what is he saying, actually? Um, rule of thirds. Let's, <laughs> let's take it. Rule of thirds. What the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan B. gave it one star. Let's mm. go to the mm-hmm. other side Jeez. of the debate. Alan. And he said, made me want to curl up into a ball and pass out. <laughs> there is no beauty in boredom. Oh, I actually got that tattooed that's a good, on me after yeah, reading the whole that. thing. Not, there is yeah. no beauty in boredom. That's, that part's nice. Ugh. Curl up in a ball and pass out from the boredom. From the boredom. Or the blood. I'm going to say it's not boring. Mm. I disagree. But go on. It's long. Kent yeah. O. Kent O. Gave it half a star. And he said, you could do that. wow, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> It's different, but wow, it's awful. <laughs> Long, slow, uninteresting, terribly boring, just terrible. I wow. wish he had put one last wow. Yeah, right? Wow, it's awful. Wow, it's awful. Nice. Well, it's awful. Thirds, he could have had it three well, times. Well, it's awful. <laughs> wow. wow, it's awful. <laughs> um, uh, wait, 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 where is my next review? While you find it, I just wanted to point out, I did not mention this, but... DDL won the Oscar for mm. this, and it also won Best Cinematography, mm. probably because of the Rule of Thirds. Probably, but oh. I bet you, it, I bet you, he beat No Country oh, for Old Men. because it was also right the yeah. same. because mm. it didn't win Best Picture. Anyway, mm. Mary, I'm mm-hmm. so so sorry. Please go on. Uh, here's maybe kind of like the deepest review I've ever read on oh, Rotten shit. Tomatoes. So buckle up. Okay, I'm here for it. Ready, ready. Tommy H. He gave it five stars. He said, very powerful film. The atmosphere it creates makes you feel lost and alone. It creates a void, like a religious person who feels a void because what? he no longer believes in God or a void created by the loss of a loved one. Wow. Wow. This guy seems... He's a feeler. Like he some help. We got Jimmy. a feeler. So sad. Oh, a void. Lots of voids. Lots of <laughs> voids. Yeah, I hope you have a lot of voids in your story. Yeah, so many voids. So many voids. Look into the void. Oh, and the last one I'll read. Aaron G. <sighs> just gave it five stars and said the Daniel Day-Lewis show. <laughs> so, not, not wrong. Not wrong. So, this is interesting. Uh, Roger Ebert. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. He, it was like, he liked it. He gave it positive review, and that was in relation to No Country for Old Men. So apparently he talked about them. No Country won Best Picture that year, mm-hmm. and Director, and then DDL won. Best um, Octor. Octa. Mm-hmm. Octa. Okay, so now what yeah. we'll do is, Gina, yes. are you ready I to ready. narrate <sighs> this clip? Mary, give them our disclaimer, babe. Hey, everybody. Hi. There will be spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Gina's <laughs> about to describe the ending of There Will Be Blood, so if you haven't seen it, bye. Bye. Why are you Yeah, here? why are you listening? But thanks for being here, though. Yeah, I'll see you. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, loves. Yeah. Uh, Stay with it. There will be method acting. Mm. There will be method <laughs> acting. <laughs> so, Gina, Ooh. just describe this as if you were describing this to a blind person who's never seen There Will Be Blood. Great. Okay. And deaf? No, wait. Because uh, they can hear you. Never mind. All right. Well, we're, the camera's panning across a bowling alley where I think Paul Dano... Oh, it, or Dano? It, he's crawling. Oh, man, I'm so behind. Dano Day-Lewis hits him over the head with a wooden bowling pin. And he goes down. Dano Day-Lewis is, like, crouching down, looking at what he's done, making a wild face... 
rears back, smash. He smashes him again with the bowling pin and smash. Oh my god, again. And he's like, whoo. He like kind of is making a, like a sort of funny face, like he has to poop. And then <laughs> we look over his shoulder at Paul Dano, whose head is just all the blood's going out. Daniel Day Lewis falls to the ground next to him, legs splayed, breathing hard, grunting. Oh, just looking at the body. And then we see some stairs and some feet and slippers coming down the stairs. A hand comes into the shot. We pan up to see an older gentleman in pajamas and a bathrobe looking a little confused but not worried or anything. Um, he comes down the stairs and he is walking towards the camera. He looks pretty blank and he asks, Mr. Daniels? Then we, we see Daniel Lewis again in the bowling alley, and kind of over his shoulder, he's like, I'm finished. And he hangs his head, oh and gosh. some classical music starts playing. Oh, it's so good. And dun, 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 that, dun. And we're still just watching it, watching him sit there looking at the body. And black. And, and there, there will be, will be blood. blood, it says in very like old English letters. I was so shocked that old man wasn't Michael Caine, but hmm. it's okay. <laughs> that would yeah, be I mean, so weird if he came in. Wow. Can I ask really he always quick has before roles like that? Mm-hmm. We yeah, launch Batman. in. He does, yeah, mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think would be the moment right after that? What do you think the bu- moment between the butler <laughs> and, Daniel and, and Daniel Day-Lewis? Well, I think the butler has actually been calling the cops. Uh, so I oh. think the next moment is him just trying to like... Keep oh, it there. Okay. Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fun. Shall I get you some tea, sir? You know, like, Stay just right really there. sort of trying mm-hmm. to let him not think anything's wrong, and then, like, the cops are going to come and take this crazy guy away. Cool. Yeah. That's my hope. I always think in those moments, like, what actually happened? Like, yeah. yeah. How do they get out of this moment? Right, right. And now that I'm watching it, now I'm, like, questioning my whole time period thing, because now I was like, oh, they're not fluorescent lights. Mm. Is this actually? But I'm going to stick with my... No, stick with your gut. Stick with it. Your gut. Trust your gut. He's wearing this, like, gray sweater, Daniel Day-Lewis, with, like, a turtleneck. It's got the big buttons. It looks very modern. Mm. So, like, Ernest Hemingway type deal. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, one you would buy at, like, like at Mm H&M. Yeah. And, like, you know. So, Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's sweaters. This movie takes place in 2007. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. So what, um, so you've already talked about kind of like the time period that you're situating it in based on Mm -hmm. the last clip. Right. Um, was there anything else that you picked up from this clip specifically that is influencing your, yeah. So after, after watching a few times and pausing it like Mm -hmm. every so often to be like, what am I looking at? I saw that, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I really don't know how to say his last name, if it's Paul Dano or Dano. Yeah, I, I was going to say, him. you spotted I him. I did yeah. spot him. I, yeah, I think it's Dano. Is it Dano? I don't know. Yeah, well, Paul. We'll call him Paul. But he is wearing a cross around mm. his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so that allowed me to think about Good religious spotting. things. And that and that also, like, his all he's wearing, like, sort of an all-black, like, mm-hmm. a suit kind of thing. So it mm-hmm. made me think that perhaps he's... A priest or like some kind of religious figure mm-hmm. um and i get the sense just sort of like from the action of ddl that it's sort of like this character finally like giving in to some savagery that's been mm. building up that he's been trying to suppress you know but he's something has pushed him over the edge and my instinct is that it's some kind of like self-preservation uh sort of reason because like he's 
killing this like otherwise what looks like like you know just a priest yeah, or whatever like a helpless so, seeming helpless yeah person. yeah and a priest knows something then about right, him yeah to, there's some okay. relationship between them that like yeah he's worried about the priest for some reason cool um who isn't um i also assume, i think from this clip that this must be his private bowling alley um because like who would commit a crime like this in somebody else's mansion? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so calm about that. Yeah. And like a bull more. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And well, and also because the guy coming downstairs is like in pajamas and like, oh, this is a house, and mm-hmm. therefore like, if this is Daniel Day Lewis or Mr. Daniels, we'll just say that because that's what the guy says. Um, then like he must be very wealthy because he has like a mansion and a bowling alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I assume that the guy who's coming down the stairs is like his butler because mm-hmm. he's got all the trappings of a butler. He's British. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing like <laughs> nice pajamas, so it's probably like means he right. lives here at his yeah. beck and call. And and he's like sees this murder and he still calls him Mr. Daniels, which is like you know to me it's yeah. like there's a he's subservience, seen. like a master. Yeah, he's like I'm at your I'm. I'll keep my your secrets or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Although he called the cops. It takes so. very little to set up a butler character. It really, I mean, really just right. just really the Mr. accent Daniels. and Mr. Daniels. But I just also like really wished it was Michael Caine. But mm. I'm with you. I love Michael Caine. It's a waste of his talents. Mm. Right, but he could have <laughs> delivered that Mr. Daniels <laughs> so well. So very well. I don't know who this guy is. This older actor, I did not recognize him. Me either. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Great. So you yeah. picked up alert. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot to go with. Well, you know, it was clearly very intentionally the cinematography was like yeah, rule of thirds, rule of thirds, rule of thirds. Oh, I'm so, so excited. I'm so why excited. is he rich and why did he yeah. get a piano? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, so okay. Here's also so those are the things that I get from the clip, but I also it brings up a lot of questions, right? Mm, yeah. So. Question number one is, like, is this blood the blood that's referred to in the mm. title? Or is there, like, more blood in the movie? Or, like, mm-hmm. is it all kind of leading to this blood, mm. right? So that's kind mm-hmm. of a question. Um, another question, just because the only characters we see are these are three men, I'm like, so the other question is, like, are there women in this movie? Where are they? Do they exist? Mm. Or are they just not present right now? Um, what made Daniel Day-Lewis so wealthy? Also a question. Um, what's the significance of a bowling alley? Because it seems sort of like, especially knowing this director, like very intentionally. Oh yeah. Some kind of metaphor, like reasoning or meaning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna um, be thinking about that. I don't know yet right, that like, I'm on to. Yeah. Why? I think this metaphor. this is gonna be like when we did Shawshank Redemption, and Gina's gonna <laughs> illuminate all these things about the movie we didn't know. God, I'm not ready for a revelation. Here we go. <laughs> well, yeah. I I had a, so my first instinct about what was happening is that. Um, Paul Dano is his was his son, but then I like went back from that. I changed my mind mm-hmm. um, because even if it is about like a very savage man, like the I it just seems like too far for it to have been his son, especially like the butler to just sort of watch it. So yeah. Um, so I actually and I think in my like deciding what happened before, I don't actually know how. <laughs> I think I like took myself off track, but whatever. Um, yeah, you know. It's our job okay. to, to be the um, the things you put up in a bowling alley that mm. keep the ball on track regardless. Ooh. Yes, the pins. The, the pins? The, 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 the bumpers. bumpers. I mean the bumpers. The bumpers. Yeah, the, bumpers. the busters. The, bu- the ball busters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're just yes. here to critique your plot, Gina. So Great. just throw well, it at yeah. us. Okay. But right. you're going to bump it off of us and I'm we're going to make sure like, that it I get a strike. strike. Yeah. We'll bust you up. <laughs> what? What? Go on. Um... 
some themes that I think this movie is going to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Definitely, like, religion slash belief, right? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, material wealth and goods. So, sort of, yeah. like, afterlife. Like, you know, like, sort of what happens after you die. Like, the people who believe in, who find importance in sort of, like, religious after you die ideas versus, like, being wealthy now and, like, having stuff or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Um, like storing up your treasures in heaven. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And every man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then also, like, because, like, hypocrisy or, like, corruption in some way because of this very intense act against somebody who, like, otherwise, who seems like he's just an innocent priest, but is he? Um, and also I think, like, self-interest versus selflessness or something about self-interest because I have the sense that, like, there was some kind of self-preservation reason why he's uh, mm-hmm. killing this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So yeah, so basically I think this takes, I think it does take place like in the, I don't know, like relative, like 90s maybe, or like early 2000s, like I does, I do think it's modern. Mm-hmm. My my take goes like far more modern than I even meant to, but here we go. <laughs> um, I think that it starts because of the the cross and everything. I think the first scene is takes place in a church, that's my guess. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to call them Mr. Daniel's. And Paul, because I don't know Paul, Dana's actual name. Father Paul. Father Paul, <laughs> right. Um, should I just, like, go through the, like, start telling yeah. you about like, what happens? Yeah, okay. we can start anyway. We can start with describing the characters. We can start mm-hmm. with, like, you said mm-hmm. the first shot is in the church. So mm-hmm. let's just, like, let's just go. Let's, let's just go. Happens. I just want to say this. Daniel, Mr. Daniels, and Paul, he doesn't say his name in the clip, but they both have their real name in the movie. Paul. So oh, we can call him Paul, and wow. I'm just going to tell you now that like his, his name actual is Paul. name is yeah. Paul. Mm-hmm. What? I've already gotten it right. Look so. at that. Boom. I just and wanted Mr. to Daniel say that out loud. Yeah. Daniel Isn't that cool? Yeah. So they named him like mm. with their names. It's weird. So they wouldn't get confused. <laughs> yeah, right. they're like right. Daniel. Uh-huh. Right. Daniel Day Lewis is going to be so confused <laughs> right. if we don't keep his name. Paul Daniel won't be able to handle. So so yeah, I think it starts in the church, and I think that the. In the beginning, it's reversed as far as, like, relationship to religion and stuff. So I think that in the beginning, Mr. Daniels, we see, like, him and Paul sitting in church. And Mr. Daniels is, like, praying. And he's, like, very, like, solemn about it, kind of. Mm-hmm. And Paul is there sort of, like, you know, I don't know if his arms are actually crossed, but he's just sort of not mm-hmm. into it. Do um, they, not they know each other at this point? They do. So I think I'm, I'm saying that they're, like, old friends. They've mm-hmm. known each other for a long time. Um, and I think that they have some kind of conversation about like religion spirituality right mm-hmm. like sort of and i think daniel a. lewis was just sort of raised believing in god um, um mr daniels and whatever it's the same name um going to church that like that gives him purpose kind of and mm-hmm. paul's like i find my own purpose right <laughs> because i think daniel a. lewis mr daniels whatever is old money i think that he like mm-hmm. his family has been wealthy for a long time like generations maybe like oil or something for some reason mm-hmm. um and i think paul <clears throat> who's his old friend like they met a long time ago and paul like did not have money like he grew up kind of with nothing um and so his sort of mm-hmm. sense of like i find my own purpose like he's kind of always had this like sense that he needs to be like scrappy and figure it yeah. out himself and sort of not trusting in some like mm-hmm. faith that you can't really see and mm-hmm. whereas Mr. Daniels is like yeah that's always that's just what I was raised believing kind of mm-hmm. um and I think also so 
that uh, so Mr. Daniels, I think, has some anger problems that he's been dealing with for yeah. a long time. Oh, I think yeah. it, <laughs> you can tell, right? Uh-huh. Um, I think it has something to do with his own, like, father, maybe, mm. um, being this, like, wealthy father who was, like, his own father who was the head of this family, right? And that, uh, and <laughs> this is, like, a silly thing that I know is not true, but I was like, I'm just going to go for it, which is that Mr. Daniels, like, the only thing he wanted was to become a professional bowler. Yes. Um, but uh, his, <laughs> but like his dad always thought that was like so beneath him mm-hmm. and like beneath the status and the class of their family. Like bowling is not a real sport. It's not. Yeah. It's got nothing. Yeah. Um, Presumably, he needs to be the next in line to right. run whatever has made them wealthy. Exactly. Yes. Um, right. And so I think like. <clears throat> he's always like resented his dad for not letting him pursue that dream. Mm. Um, his dad probably like his dad died at some point, not too long ago, but like at least a few years ago. Um, and he, so he never resolved anything with him. And so now yeah. he's, um, I know it's very, yeah. Daddy um, problems. Daddy problems. Character. Mm. And being a bowler is so soft. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, but like, I don't think that he's portrayed as like a good, like, I think he's very clearly like, spoiled and like selfish also mm-hmm. you know but he mm-hmm. also was like oh my dad wouldn't let me be a bowler you know um <laughs> paul's like okay <laughs> <laughs> right yeah like i yeah uh do we know what paul does at this point well like, so i whole... think that now paul is like he, i think he has worked his way up to having some kind of like high power like job um mm. if this is like a super contemporary thing then it's like a job in like finance and I think mm-hmm. he like does he's he's kind of a mess secretly like he does a lot of cocaine I think and like then makes like big deals mm-hmm. um yeah and for sure you know uh <laughs> definitely <laughs> lots of cocaine um mm-hmm. and uh and so so basically though since once Daniel once Mr. Daniel's dad died now he is in charge of like whatever this like family wealth is um, but he's not very good at it, and he's, like, he just recently installed this, like, bowling alley in his mansion, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. Paul, his friend, who's, like, had a different relationship to money, is, like, this is so wasteful of you. Like, why would you put a bowling alley in your house, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're running out of money if you... Like, I think he's just, like, spending things and doesn't really know... He doesn't really care about, like, the family money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... So Paul tells him, though, because he's, like, wasting his money and, like, things are maybe financially not looking as great, as good, um, that he, Paul is, like, has some kind of new, like, investment thing that he thinks that Mr. Daniel should, like, take part in, mm. right? Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but he tells, and maybe there's something, like, there's some charitable bent to it, you know, of, like, uh, some company that's, like, helping people who, like, are in need, like maybe homeless people or something, right? It's like helping to like fund some new company that has like charitable um, angles. So he like, he, he tells Mr. Daniels, like you should invest some of your money in that. And that way, like, you know, we're kind of helping you take care of the money and like you're doing something good, right? And whatever. Mm-hmm. Sort of kind of like manipulation thing. Cause he's like, so Mr. Daniels is set up as like this man of God. And he's like, isn't this what mm-hmm. the gospel right. is all about? Totally. Like, exactly. Helping... helping the poor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Right, and yeah. The, yeah, and Paul, like, knows that, and so I think he's, like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. kind of taking advantage of that. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's also a whole, so the question about, the like, where are the women, um, uh, where are the women at there in this movie? There will be no women. There will be no women. 
Um, I I'm pretty sure that like actually there probably are not is not a whole plot subplot about women in the movie, but because I want there to be, I'm just gonna say that Mr. Daniels has a wife. Um, we, her name's Ellen. I decided. Yeah. And I think she's like a brain surgeon. Like she's a she's like a doctor. She's really smart. She's she's like very good at her job. Maybe she's also like a painter. Um, so she's just like so well rounded. Ellen. Wow, <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and essentially like her whole B plot, uh, which I don't really have fleshed out, but is sort of like her journey to figure out that like this guy, Mr. Daniels is like really holding her back and is not, you know, like the right person for her and that like she doesn't even need him and whatever brought them together like has, is not there anymore. And like, he's just sort of a kind of pathetic guy so that her journey is to like decided to leave him. I can't wait for that breakup scene. Wait, so could Paul and Ellen be like siblings or something? Mm. Or like could could Paul be married Mm. to like Mr. Daniel's dead sister or something? So like there's Uh some sort of like marriage connection, Uh but then that's how they became friends. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think about how they would have met, especially because like probably they would have run in very different circles if Uh like like Mr. Daniel's probably like went to boarding school and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, so maybe that's that's nice that like they're. Um, it's actually actually great for another plot point. So maybe let's say Ellen and Paul are siblings. Yeah, perfect. Um, that's perfect. Thanks. You oh, you're Julie. welcome. You See, I told you we were here to take the idea. Yeah. We were here to right. bust you. I mean, bump you. <laughs> bust your balls. What was it? Great. Bump uh, balls. Oh yeah, bump the balls we're towards the strikes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So they're siblings. I love it. And so maybe right. she's got some scenes with Paul. I think she has a couple scenes with Paul where they're like. You know, like, they don't... It's awkward to talk about Mr. Daniels because, like, he's her husband and mm-hmm. Paul's best friend, but they both kind of know that, like, he's just, like, not... Troubling. Like, why are we even both... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also gets... she. I think Paul's, like, addiction to cocaine and stuff is mm-hmm. getting, like, increasingly worse throughout the movie, so she's also kind of worried about him, but, like, he's very... He kind of, like, brushes her off, right? Yeah. Um, so, at some point, it turns out that this investment thing was actually, like, totally a scam. Um, and oh, that Paul, yeah. Paul was just sort of, like, doing this to several people, maybe because of his, like, his, like, finance job, if that's what he's got. Um, and it was just, like, feeling, like, some, he was just, like, taking the money for himself, maybe. Because like, I think he's been jealous of his friend's wealth as well, you know, like, not coming from money and, like, seeing him squander it. So, like, there's maybe mm. a part of him that, like, wanted to, like... Teach take him. the money, yeah. teach him a lesson. Yeah. Um, Put him in his place. Put him in his place, exactly. So yeah, so I think that also I'd like that both of these men are 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 not like both of them are just like uh, not good people, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I did think that like even from the clip that this was a m- movie about like an anti that Mr. Daniels is some kind of antihero, yeah. um, which like I'm honestly just this is away from the plot, but just kind of like antiheroes are so often like almost always are like white men because like white men can get away with everything mm. so like there's like almost every famous antihero i feel like is a white man and that's just like um so i'm kind of like immediately sort of like ah i'm kind of over this movie because i'm not a big fan of movies about antiheroes because i'm like why you know like he's the white dude that had every privilege in the world yeah. and like then ended up in the dumps and we're supposed to sympathize with him. Right. And even if it's like, like characters like, uh, I don't know, like Dexter or like, um, Walter Mm. White, like all these characters who are antiheroes, it's like, we'll watch them because 
we're as a society like willing to like forgive white men for these crimes that like yeah. other people we wouldn't forget you know and they can justify things with their flawed logic and we're like sure right. Right. yeah exactly you Wait. kill serial killers right right you're a good serial killer yeah um but aren't we all anti-heroes like isn't a story about an anti-hero just like a story about Real, well, I real think person. there's a f- difference between like a flawed, like ha- be having flaws, which mm-hmm. is definitely important for every character, and being like a character who is doing things that are morally like everyone would almost most people would agree are like morally wrong, mm-hmm. um, but we are still meant to like be fascinated by them, right, mm-hmm. or like somehow empathize for their the reason they do it. Okay. Um, but they're all they're usually glorified, right? Yeah, storytelling. Yeah. It's on a right. much larger scale than any mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. I just looked up the famous, most famous fictional antiheroes, and mm-hmm. I like don't know most of these. Mm. Dirty Harry and Travis Bickle, Snake Plissken. The fuck? Catcher in the Rye is a antihero story, right? I don't know. Don Draper. Don Draper. Yummy, yummy. Right. Han Solo. What? He's not an anti-hero. He's number okay. two. This list is flawed. Flawed list. There will be flaws. But Don Draper for sure is Yeah. One, oh, right? totally. Exactly. Okay. Because like we see all the things that he does and yeah. we're like, and it is glorifying this guy who's like a, a bad person, you know, who's mm-hmm. very selfish and like doing all the things that he wants to do. But, like, he has a whole show about him and the things that he does. And, like, the fact that he's not doing good... Like, he's not making good choices. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, interesting to watch, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary, do you have anything to say about Don Draper? John Hamm? <laughs> no, because I've never seen Mad Men. Is that Thank what you're you yeah. saying? Yeah. Great. <laughs> but you know what else in Mad Men? We don't need to talk about Mad Men, but all I ever want to do is talk about Mad Men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, love, is, I, mean, I love Mad Men. I feel Men. like the whole theme of the show is that you the characters get fucked when they pursue their deepest darkest desires mm. but the fun of it is that they all pursue their darkest desires mm. and then they get it like a little greedy kid and then they're like meh I don't want it anymore I yeah I no totally I it's true it so much no it's a beautiful so show good. but it's also yeah Okay, cool. Yes. Cool. So he's so just an anti-hero say that, for yeah. sure. For sure. And, yeah, and I think that both he and Paul and Paul are like not nobody's a good person in this movie except mm-hmm. Ellen because I think Ellen is great. Um and she's a woman, yeah. And she's a brain surgeon. Um, right. <laughs> she's saving lives. Yeah. Um, she doesn't exist in the real movie. I know. Uh-huh. But that's okay. So, uh-huh. essentially, so yeah, so basically, I don't honestly know what's happening with Mr. Daniels during this time. Oh, one thing I, th- I think is that maybe this is part of what's happening to him is like, so I think this butler guy is, he's just sort of been with this house for a long time. And it's interesting because mm. he's like around the same age as... Mr. Daniels, it looks like in the clip, but I think there's something interesting too about that, like class, like the weird class thing where like we're the yeah. same age, but you are my servant kind of. Mm-hmm. Like his father was the butler to his, right, to like Daniel's maybe, father. Oh, yeah. Then, like like a whole kind of, line of, yeah. yeah. Right. Like both have inherited their parents' mm-hmm. position and mm-hmm. it's just sort of the luck of the draw. But so, but I think that he has been trying to like help Mr. Daniels like release his anger in better, like, better ways maybe which is why at the end when like I think the butler is very like maybe he's even like Buddhist or something like so he's like trying to he gets Mr. Daniels to like listen to classical music which is maybe why that music uh-huh, comes in at the end uh-huh. and like meditate like all these things were like trying to help him with his it's anger like, Mr. Daniels go to a boxing class <laughs> exactly <laughs> right yeah without your anger 
<laughs> so maybe during some of this time that's happening, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not sure yet what's happening with Mr. Daniels. But essentially, like, the big reveal happens where sort of Ellen figures out that I think maybe she finds Paul in a, like, total mess of a... Maybe he OD'd, oh, I don't no. know. Um, Paul. Paul, yeah, but he... This sort of the secret comes out that he... This was a scam, that he's, like, crazy addicted, right? There's all these um, all these things. And Ellen, like, gets him to go to rehab. Uh, and I think during that time, she also leaves... She leaves Mr. Daniels. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's just when, like, he was starting to, like, control his anger a little bit better, you know? And, like, you know, but then she she's, like, yeah... Because like make a it doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't really care about her. No one in this movie really cares about her, so she's out of the movie um, to make her own luck. Uh, and and then essentially, like once Paul like re- emerges from rehab and he emerges like a changed mm-hmm. person, right? Um, at least he so says he think, is. Yeah. So we think. So he's mm. he he like has to you know like apologize for the things that he's done. He decide he's he and essentially part of it is like he and Mr. Daniels kind of switching as far as like religion and like Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. towards material, the material world sort of. So he kind of Paul like decides to become a priest, um, or to become a whatever he is. I don't know at the end. Um, I don't really know. Honestly, I don't know anything about Catholicism, but, um, (laughs) he decides to like become a man of God. Right. Yeah. Um, and he, he like realizes that all these things he's been doing, like this Coke and the money, like all these things are the world of material goods and that that's not healthy for him. And he mm-hmm. finally understands the thing that, um, Mr. Daniels had said at the beginning with their conversation about like purpose and religion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically asks, he like asks for forgiveness from Mr. Daniels who though, like doesn't give him his forgiveness yet. Right. It's kind of like, uh-huh. a, what's going to happen? Um, because he realizes in this moment when like now he's sort of lost most of his money and he's been like tricked by his who he thought was his friend and his wife has left him right all of these things that like he doesn't know how to be in the world without like all these material goods and like the the comfort Mm -hmm. that he's had his whole life Mm -hmm. um and so like his sort of like um needing to like i don't yeah like the switch of like i actually do really care about all these things that i am now like are being taken away from me um, and so, like, I think wow. essentially the, the, like, final moment, the scene that happens right before this last 90 seconds is, like, Mr. Daniels, who's now, you know, like, abandoned and, like, angry and spiteful and sort of, like, childishly mm-hmm. unwilling to face the world that he invites Paul over, you know, telling him that he forgives him and he wants to bowl one last oh. time oh. with his friend. Right. And I, yeah, I don't think he's seen him since... I guess when he, I'm not sure if the scene, like, maybe Paul, when he gets out of rehab, I like, maybe they see each other, probably they do see each other somewhere, and that's the place where, like, you know, he sees that he's suddenly, like, dressing differently, and he's, like, asking for forgiveness, and uh-huh. he talks about how he's like, changed. All clean shaven. Exactly. Hello there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Hello. exactly. <gasps> um, so he, like, invites him back over, and he said he forgives him, um... But then he can't, and so he, like... he sure can't. He just kills him. Does he... Is it a premeditated he knows he's going to kill him? Or is it something in their conversation that, like, Mm. all of a sudden, like, triggers his anger again, Mm. and he's like... Yeah, I think we don't... Yeah, it's... I think, like, he doesn't really know... Like, we, we know the whole thing about the anger... Uh, He's not, like, a killer. He's not a killer. No, I don't think he's a killer. Um... But he's probably done things in the movie, though, that we haven't... Um, that I haven't talked about yet, uh, that are like 
show his vibe. Like maybe he goes hunting or something. You know, oh, like okay. maybe there's he something. Has, like, capaci- we have to set up like the yeah. capacity mm-hmm. to kill. Right, so right. It doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Or like a mm-hmm. bar fight or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, like a bar fight or, or a country club fight because he's all wealthy. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Good old country club fight. I love <laughs> right. those. Where you just talk quietly, nose to nose. <laughs> yeah. I'll beat you right. up on the golf course. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he definitely golfs too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, there's also something so satisfying like about he's like set up this whole bowling alley and I just keep like imagining him going down there but like ultimately he's never going to be good at it mm-hmm. like he realizes this is just, it's just like he's built a mockery yeah. to himself mm-hmm. in oh, his dreams for sure yeah right he'll never be good at it right and he's only doing it in his own home he's not like going out into the world and like trying to actually mm-hmm. you know like and it's pretty small bowling alley like it's probably just him and one other person's like the capacity of this mm-hmm. alley so um so yeah he sort of like cocooned himself in his own like dreams mm-hmm. and and then it's wow. like at this moment finally when all these things are like everything's taken away and maybe the house has to be sold or something you know like because i think he's really lost everything um that he he then he then he kills um this guy i guess reverend paul (laughs) reverend paul Paul, Paul. uh does anyone have children yeah that's a good question um I do. Or are you picturing work? Maybe yeah, they lost right. a baby. Ellen and Mr. Daniels. The I mean, because they're definitely right. They're older. Um, he looks like he's like in his late forties, maybe. Now I'm forgetting the clip, but um, he would be so offended that you don't know his exact age. I from know. Shot <laughs> from his, like his yeah. voice. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I am forty-seven. <laughs> exactly. The specificity that I'm conjuring <laughs> in this role. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I think maybe, um, maybe, I don't think that like Ellen also, like she's, she, how would she have time? But I guess she could, I don't know. She's but an artist brain surgeon. She's an artist brain surgeon. How <laughs> does you know? a girl make time? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's hard. Um, so I don't think that they've had kids. Um, maybe it's a source of, maybe it's a question. I mean, it's definitely a question as far as like the legacy of this family wealth too. Yeah. Um, but I think there is something about him where like there's probably a line that happens in a scene with Ellen where it's like, I think Mr. Daniels, because of his father and his relationship to his father, like, I don't want to be a man like my father was, you know, or something, right? Like this right. kind of like desire to, to escape the, the cruelty of his own parent. So maybe it's like sort of an a final act of like sabotage to his own dad to like mm-hmm. not have kids and not continue the line and not like let the, the legacy continue. And that's the thing, like, you were talking about Andy here, is it's so, like, they don't know how to feel. It's like, yeah, he's rich, and but, like, then we're made to feel like this guy's been set mm-hmm. on this journey by his own parents. Like, mm-hmm. we're all, like, a product of our parents, mm-hmm. and so it's yeah. like, he is the way he is because of how his dad treated him, but mm-hmm. does that in any way excuse the way he behaves right, right, currently? Right, right. And it's wow. tough to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like also just thinking about now that I know that Ellen and Paul are siblings, which is so great, that, like, Ellen, um, her, like, she has always felt, like, strange about all this, like, the opulence and, like, the Mm -hmm. relationship to the butler. Like, I think probably she and the butler have some scenes. Um, He also, though, there's something about the butler that's so... I also was wondering if maybe in another version of this movie that, like, the butler was, like, med- pre-med, like, planning stuff, like, pulling people's strings. Ooh, yeah. Because he looks so calm at the end. Like, there's something suspicious about yes. him there. Um, he knew 
that yeah, which Paul is was going to be bludgeoned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there is something about like for him too, like sort of a sub, like looking at that theme of of like legacy and everything, and from his perspective being like the child of a butler as well, and like him being a butler that like his own desire to kind of like upend this system that he was born into also in some way. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know that, that that happens if this is a contemporary movie. People don't really like get born into being a butler anymore. I don't think. Right. But well, when nay you know, forty years when because if they're like both in their forties. Mm, so that's true. So it would have been like in the nineteen sixties, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is something maybe about like maybe he maybe his motives were also to like bring up bring this anger actually out in mm-hmm. Mr. Daniels, even though he was purporting to like try mm-hmm. to help him control it or I something. Love that manipulating butler. Mm-hmm. And then he calls the cops on <laughs> him so that like Mr. Daniels gets taken away and maybe there's something like and now who else would all the stuff go to? I mean, I, I think Ellen and Mr. Daniels signed a prenup because like she's smart like they just like I don't know the thing that they did and now she's got mm-hmm. her own life from like being a, a well-known brain surgeon so she doesn't like need or even want the money and stuff maybe so maybe there's a way yeah. that it all like goes to the butler oh yeah Ooh. once they've taken away Mr. Daniels <laughs> for his crime there will be blood too <laughs> right. the cycle begins again <laughs> exactly wow um where are we yeah that's a good question I mean I see us like in, um, maybe it's also because I'm thinking of like the movie I just watched for Should We Keep This, which is like set in Connecticut, but there's something about like the like mansion and like this sort of, um, wealth that makes me think that maybe we're in like Connecticut. It's like somewhere where you're close to a city, like, so maybe they're in, Uh um, what's that really, uh, yeah. Greenwich. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you can like zip down to the city or whatever. Hastings on Hudson. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, what did you have to watch for Should We Keep This? Um, Ordinary People. So we're on the year ni- 1980. So Ordinary People and um, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Man, Star Wars really Ooh. took the yeah, they really cake did. and yeah. ate it. I heard and it's ate popular. It. Took That's the cake here. <laughs> <laughs> they ate their cake too. So we're in Greenwich. I love it. Yeah, I think so. I, I also am like, this is not the movie, um, but... And I don't even think that I would want to watch this movie that I just described, <laughs> especially if it's two and a half hours. I'm like, no. Um, Some white I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you want to watch the real one. <laughs> no. Well, okay, good. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much what I what I came to. Do you wow, have wow. a Mary? Maybe this question applies. Do you have a different name for your movie? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, because There Will Be Blood, I think, was referenced, so it was, like, in the very first church scene, I think, like, a, somebody said oh, it. like, like the they were reading. Yeah, Ooh, like, that's where I yeah. think it comes from. He. I don't even know if it's in the Bible, but it just seems like it could be. Um, <laughs> Can't quote the Bible, but... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, because in this movie, it's, like, the... It's not so much about that, right? About, like, prem, the premonition of, like, you're gonna hurt somebody. I should have come up with a title for my movie. No, 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 no. no just a question. This is a little curveball theme, just in case anything springs to mind. Right, right. I would have thrown out there, I'm going to pitch the Daniel Day-Lewis show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. It would be like the Truman Show, but right. the Daniel Day-Lewis like show. The Daniel Day... The Mr. Daniels Day-Lewis show. show. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. with yeah. Butler. Mm-hmm. Well, so interesting. The revenge of the Butler, if we're yeah. going like that way. The revenge you know. of the Butler. <laughs> I love it. But that really kind of gives it all away in the title, <laughs> so maybe we don't want to be so obvious. Yeah, but you're on pins and needles till that final moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, if we're ready to move on to the parallels to the real film... There's a Laura. I have a lot of thoughts. Thank so you. I don't want to rush you in case there are more details mm-hmm. from your... I think that's well constructed, um, um, forward thinking, <laughs> detailed plot. Mm-hmm. I love the revisionist take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You, you know, like yeah. you said, you know that those characters don't exist, but now they do. Right now they plot. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, go Ellen. And you've inspired a whole class of young women to be brain surgeon artists. <laughs> right? So there yeah. we go. So yeah. you can do it. You can do it. Um, no, I think that's that's pretty much what I've got. So let's. I'm very. I'm dying to know. Okay. I cannot imagine that I'm anywhere near close with anything. So. Oh, well, this is imagine so funny. Again. Imagine again. <laughs> so first of all, your movie. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Sunday in the Park with George? Mm-hmm. You know how the act two is the grandson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That your description <laughs> is like act two of There Will Be Blood. Like oh, her cool. story could be H W's. <laughs> that's so funny it's crazy mm. here's why so we'll does it explain. take place in like the 1800s okay anyways go. well it takes place over time oh. there's time passes about 40 years it starts mm-hmm. in like 1880 19 whoa 1800s 1898 yeah. it mm. starts at the turn of the century okay. and it goes all the way to the 30s or oh. the late 20s of mm-hmm. the 1900s oh wow so it passes time it's long, as you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but he has a son, and I feel like your movie could be like the sequel <laughs> journey. That's yes. cool. That's great. Because it's like a family business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie I don't I didn't know this. Mary is based on a book by Upton S- Sinclair. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know. And it's called Oil! Exclamation point. Which you guess you said oil or something. It's it's a it's like based on a true story of this guy who became a self made millionaire from Hmm. tapping tapping the ground tapping tapping that ground and uh, yeah he had a family business. It's a true story. The book the book is told from the boy's perspective. he has a son. Well, kind of. He like rescues a baby, mm. and like, no women, no wife. Mm. Yeah, but there, I do. I want to touch on that more <laughs> in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wealthy. Mm. You got so many things. I don't even know. He has a problem with the priest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he kills him. Out I, really, of, I really ran into that one. Yeah. He kills hard. him with out of self preservation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff interwoven about religion and belief and stuff and mm-hmm. forgiveness and confession. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns his business and he's really wealthy. Um, Paul Dano's character, two people. He plays identical twins. Wow. Very creepy. They're never in the same room, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like another parent trap thing. Yeah. yeah. Are they both priests? No. Mm-hmm. One of them's a priest. And his he's basically like, we have oil on our land, come tap mm-hmm. it. And then he like kind of moves on to the their his family's land. Um yeah. But he's a shady priest. Turns mm-hmm. out to be a very shady priest mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, he's like a um What's it called? Uh, like a televangelist. Yeah, like oh. he's not right before television. <laughs> sure. A radio tele- a radio <laughs> evangelist. Yeah. Evangelist. So most of the movie is um, Daniel Day Lewis and his son 
like canvassing this area in New Mexico to like get all the grant. Like he buys properties from families mm-hmm. and kind of becomes this like sprawling oil man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just like lots of like shady investments and like mm-hmm. things. And he ends up, that's why he kills Paul Dano at the end is because it's like a investment gone wrong. Oh. And he tries to sell him land that's already been tapped. Mm-hmm. And DDL finds out. He's like, I knew before you knew. Fuck <laughs> him. Yeah. Um, but to go back to the women, mm-hmm. there are very few women mm-hmm. and this, it's at the turn of the century. It's like all these men living on like an oil mine, mm-hmm. a derrick is what it's called. That wow. thing. I learn something new every day. <laughs> he says it in the movie. He's like, he I was by the well. Just a guy named <laughs> Derek. Yeah. And Derek. Right, we call him oil Derek. Me? <laughs> right. Me. He's like, it was by the well. And he's like the Derek. Yes. Mm-hmm. He corrects him. Wow. Anyway, um, there, there is a really interesting moment where the boy befriends a girl. It's very mm. sad. And the boy's like, Mary told me, her name's Mary. Oh yeah. He says, Mary told me her father beats her when she doesn't pray. Oh God. And Daniel Day Lewis is like, Mary's the smaller one. Yes. And then he protect, like he saves her from mm. her evil father. And mm-hmm. he says, your father doesn't hit you anymore, does he? In front of the dad. And the dad's like mm. looking at the ground like, I guess that's, you know. And that's why Daniel Dennis is an anti-hero in this because mm. his son also is an orphan. He's not his legitimate son. Yeah, he mm-hmm. like saves him. He, his father dies and he adopts him. Mm. So there's like so many instances of him being tender towards children. Mm. Well, he's not really evil. Like, he's just weird. He just, yeah. He just lets it go to his head. Yeah. And then he kills someone, but... But Paul, when, when he kills people. Paul Dano, you want him to. Mm. Like, at that point, you're like... Also, Paul Dano, in my opinion, was <clears throat> completely miscast. Hmm. I don't That's think he pulls off casting. the role at all. Really? This was yeah, on the heels of Little Miss Sunshine. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that goes, yeah. That guy? Yeah, it's like yeah. he... He's so, can, like kid like yeah you know in my yeah but i think that's i don't know part of part of that is the creepiness of the feel mm. of this movie is he's like a kid pastor mm-hmm. and this yeah, entire yeah. congregation follows wow. him true yeah, that is, that is juxtaposed creepy. against this older man mm-hmm. weirdness is there something then like blood like the blood of the earth or something is oil i was also like there will be like is there the double meaning of like family blood you know like blood and like blood spray yeah I, don't know. I think that maybe you understood that better than I did <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah right now having not I seen the know. movie you understand it better right. I mean I think it's like the whole movie is DDL making like agreements with people wow so he's always like signing contracts and buying leases mm-hmm. and like making agreements so I feel like it's mm-hmm. all kind of a metaphorical like we're signing on this there will be blood mm-hmm. like signing mm-hmm. with blood or like I think you'd have know, various meetings. Do they think, say it in the movie? No. No. But I think in my, in my reading of it, it was like with, like if you were to fill in the blank, it's like uh, with this kind of wealth, there will be blood. Mm, sure. Yeah. It's like you just know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something. It's very that Somebody weird. has got to be trampled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul's family is really poor. And they own, um, like, a rocky... What is it called? He buys it. He buys their land. And uh, they're kind of desperate. Like, they don't have bread. They have, like, milk and potatoes, and that's it. Mm. Do you want some... He's like, we have goat's milk. That'll be fine. <laughs> that's how he does it. That's his voice. voice. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
That'll so be fine. Smart. Thank you. you. Like, it's so. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? No. There's so I many. Drink your milkshake. <laughs> That's <laughs> not. I think I'm that. doing a really good job. <laughs> There's so yeah, many lines it, yes. that are so. <laughs> what does that mean? He's like, he's like pipelined the whole area, so he's basically saying like. I'll get your oil before you even know that yeah. I'm inside Put of you. Put my straw in your milkshake, and I drink mm-hmm. your milk. That's like the big final <laughs> line before he kills him. Oh. So he says that to the priest. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But there's also a big conversion forgiveness like mm-hmm. scene, but it's flipped. So mm-hmm. Paul Dano's the priest, and he like he's like, are there any sinners here? And DDL confesses. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just to like jockey a position of mm-hmm. power he like acts oh, yeah. like he's being converted mm-hmm. but you've mentioned that like there's this big <laughs> moment of like conversion and that's when he has another very famous line where he's like say you abandoned your son and then Daniel Day-Lewis does like I abandoned my son I abandoned my boy <laughs> it's like right on his face the camera yeah. and it's really wow. intense yeah. and he's like faking a conversion it's very like, much much it's a lot yeah, so I feel honestly like what you described since you mentioned oil and all the religious stuff, mm-hmm. like we could make There Will Be Blood again. <laughs> There'll be more blood. And it's HW's <laughs> story, his son. Mm-hmm. HW. That's what I mean. It's like you just yeah, anticipate there being a cycle. Mm-hmm. Like the way that you've Yeah, it. totally. Like whoever's mm-hmm. left with this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. With wealth. Yeah, and and the sketchy investment also involves, like, you said you would give the church a $5,000 signing bonus for our land. Mm-hmm. Like, shit like that's, like, very weird. Mm-hmm. The third generation. Is the guy coming down the stairs a butler? Who's yep. The, yeah. I think that's his first scene. That's oh, the oh, so only not, scene, yeah. Oh, really? I was about oh, wow. to spoil that, but I didn't. Can I, just say I, didn't I was like, this is the only time we fucking see uh, him. Yeah, <laughs> I think that signifies, to me, it signified, like, his extreme opulence at that point um the bowling alley is significant i don't know why but he wanted to be a bowler yeah Mm -hmm. and i think it just shows like he has a butler now who's like mr daniel you good right he's like i'm finished i'm finished murdering this guy with a bowling pin what a response i'm finished yeah yeah what is it but it's so open-ended what does that mean Mm -hmm. right Right. am am i like just i'm finished i'm done i'm I'm fucking done they're gonna catch me it's also the last thing jesus was recorded saying (gasps) it it is finished shut up Mm -hmm. that's the revelation we were looking for well i think it's supposed to be related to that but maybe not I didn't Maybe. think of it that way until now, so thank you. Wow. You're welcome. I'm very good at it understanding is. film. Not. Your milkshake is finished. <laughs> I'm so surprised that it is. I have to watch the clip again and like think of time here. Because, like, yeah, I like really. But I think he's a modern yeah. man at that point. Right. That's so kind he of has the point. Stuff. Still 1900, yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's a flash forward in the mm-hmm. film. We don't spend a lot of time in 1927. But it's like the. the oh, so it's like yeah. the late 20s? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a flash forward. He's a self-made millionaire in the 20s, which is a billionaire. Yeah, you know? for sure. So yeah. it's supposed to be very over the top. Because in the yeah. beginning scenes, he's like covered in oil. He's always sweating. He's like a very hard worker. He's a self-made. He's like a prospector. Yeah, he is a prospector. He is a prospector. That's yeah, what it's called. looks like a legit prospector. Yeah, I looked yeah. that up and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't actually know that word was like a real thing. <laughs> like you think old prospector. That's what that's he is. That's what he is, Derek. Uh, and, but also to be fair... Hmm. 
in two th- in the two thousands we're replicating the style. That's mm-hmm. true, right? Like so, he looks <laughs> modern because mm-hmm. we're going yeah. back to those styles, right? Mm-hmm. right. Even like the lamp, and... there's like a little like green lamp, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I know that. Yeah, yes. yeah. And right now, and it's like restoration sweater. hardware. Yeah. <laughs> right. right, exactly. Yeah, is what this movie was made by. Yeah, that's very funny. My favorite line is, "I'm an old man." <laughs> he sounds like Sean Connery now. I know. I'm an old man. I, I run a family business. I'm telling you, there's something so weird. intoxicating about watching yeah, it, even I though it's mean, terrible. Should watch at least some of it. Yeah. Now I can skip around. Since yeah, 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 yeah. There are a lot of you get the idea quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of conversations. A lot of. That half brother who comes through. Yeah, what? He like kills his. I don't know. Kills but there's the guy so who many scenes to, to be his half brother. Oh, wow. spoiler! Yeah, that's well, actually spoiler. one of the more exciting parts that we should have left for <laughs> oh, you. Thanks. Yeah, but there's a lot of conversation around a fire on that guy. Mm. Boring. Fast mm. forward to the death. Um. Mm. Anyway, Gina, wow. do you have any more questions? <laughs> do you want us to spoil anything else? Um. Yeah. Let's see. I mean. What is well? What is the twin? The twin? Who's the? I don't know why he's a twin. Yeah. Does he have like a role in the movie, like in the plot at all? The brother who is not a priest has, I think, just one scene where he invites him to come and enter this deal where they buy the land. He's like, "Come to my family's ranch," Hmm. and then he leaves. And then the next time you see him, it's a it's. Paul Dano again. Yeah. And you're like, so why? I don't even understand why it needs to be a twin. Cain and Abel? Yeah. Yeah, but. Is it? A, it's got to be biblical. Sure. Sure. So, is, so that it, like the movie is like, like biblically lots of like imagery yeah. metaphors. It's and probably more than, yeah. Like you could really mm-hmm. write a dissertation on it, I'm sure. I but people have. Some yeah. of those reviewers. And it's based I mean, on a novel, yeah. which I'd like to read. Mm-hmm. Or a. Not, I guess it is a novel, but it's a true story. Oil! All right, oil. Oh, it's so weird and so long. Wow, we need to have you on for No Country. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, yeah. You'll have to do No Country for, should we keep this in 2007? That's true, that is true. We have to have you on before before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be fun. That would be fun, yeah. Let's plan it. Speaking of which, Mm -hmm. let's tell our listeners about Should We Keep This. (laughs) Yeah. Plug it, baby. Plug Uh, that shit. <laughs> so if you're interested in another podcast, um, I'm the co-host. It's called Should We Keep This? It's very fun. Uh, it's a also a rock rising podcast. You can yeah. find it. Um, we basic. It's a cultural review podcast. Man, I never do the spiel because it's always Stephen who does the spiel. But maybe you um, should start doing the spiel. Maybe I should start. <laughs> <laughs> practice. Do it. Practice for the takeover. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, but it's fun. We look at the top grossing film and the best picture winner of each year. We started in 1969. We're all the way up to 1980 now. We're moving along. Yeah. And we decided whether or not we should keep the things that have held a, a spot in our culture and. Do we keep them just for nostalgia's sake, or are they worthy of, of remaining? Right. So it's mm. fun. It's also very well-researched mm. and respectable. Okay. <laughs> like, spoiler. Respectable. I screenshot reviews of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> if that's not research, I don't know what uh, is. Yes. Come so, on. Come yeah. at me. We talk about John Hamm a lot on our show. <laughs> we do. Well. He's a through line. He's attractive. Yeah, yeah, should we keep this? Is super fun. Um, all of our podcasts are available at rockrising.org. Mm-hmm. R-O-C-K. R-I-S-I-N-G. Mm. dot o-r-g-g 
And then from there, you can just, you know, blast off to outer space. Mm, do whatever yeah. you want, yeah. And Gina, um, do you have any personal platforms that you want people to follow you on? Yeah, yeah. Gina's really big on social media, <laughs> oh, right? <God>. Are <laughs> you huge? <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, don't do anything. Don't follow her. I have an Instagram that I never look at. That's um, good. good for you. I'm on Facebook, which, like, people are like, like, there's kids. I don't know. I'm around kids sometimes because I teach kids also same and they're like a facebook what even is that anymore and i'm so behind everything so Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what how to do twitter i have Mm. nothing to say no you know i think eventually (sighs) kids are just going to be like have you heard of the park and they're going to be like playing (laughs) outside (laughs) (laughs) hopefully it'll go back to that (laughs) me in the park (laughs) right yeah no i do think it might become like cool to not have fun, you know, like yeah. like that's part of Work the cycle. Hopefully, you know, yeah. Hopefully, Hopefully. that's yeah. our wish. That's like yeah. completing the cycle of like retro stuff, you know. Yes. Sort of like oh, it used to be that people didn't have technology, right? Mm-hmm. Like that could happen. Yeah, it would be nice. In order to be like with the cool girl, you just have to be with her, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Wow. And I'm that cool girl, so a lot of pressure for me. So, and I want to be with you. Be with you. <laughs> and I'm Mary Clohan. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> I don't know who I am. Uh, <laughs> I just want you guys to see this picture no. of Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh my God, <laughs> what? Um, any, any of our listeners, just what? Google Daniel Day-Lewis best picture. Or no, best actor. <laughs> He's so cute. Colorful He's wearing a colorful scarf. scarf. He looks so young. Oh That's, my God. Does this, his hat say Bob Marley? No. Okay. Was this taken after? I'm so what? happy. Is this this is the photo wow. for the awards. Like, it, this isn't what he wore, I don't think, but this <laughs> is like the that. photo for him winning Best Picture. Wow. He's in like a flannel jacket. I keep yeah. saying Best Picture. I don't know. I'm like feeling things right now. We I know. He looks this. amazing. Anyway, <laughs> so Mary, I, I, I love you. I and, love you. Um, Guys, check out our Instagram. We do a lot of interesting, amazing content all the time. Oh, Rock Rising Inc. Because <laughs> our company's name is actually Rock Rising Incorporated, mm-hmm. and I thought it was Rock Rising Incorporations because I'm an idiot. But that's incorporations. <laughs> incorporated. <laughs> Rock Rising Inc. Rockrising.org. Mm. Follow it. Hit Come it. at us. Come at us. Do it. Do you want to ask a question to close out? I just want to ask you what age you were when you had your first kiss. <laughs> Have you had a kiss? Nope. <laughs> Still waiting. <laughs> Follow <Listeners>. me. Virgin <laughs> lips. Oh, I don't know. Uh, fifth, whatever fifth grade is. Whoa, on the lips? Mm, yeah, baby. Early. A full tongue. <laughs> what? Really? What? Just kidding. Oh, I didn't have any kisses till I was a junior in high school. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, I think I was a I was going into my sophomore year. Yeah. I yeah. thought I was late <laughs> to the game. <laughs> Did you have boobies? Flat as a board. Weird. But it wasn't so about weird to that. imagine kissing a lip. <laughs> it was about recreating what you saw in a movie. Okay. And about mm-hmm. no sexual yeah, I was chemistry. Yeah, right. That. Yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, thanks for sharing that. That's a great question. Yeah, Gina, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. This thank you, thank you. A delight. This is spoiler. The end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Never know how to end that. Goodbye. <laughs> well, the math, math problem has got old. Oh, yeah, you stopped yeah, doing the math problem. I hate so. the math problem. Did you just have to do
This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.